Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Just wasn't the same holiday without Aunt Billy. It was, well, better. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Aaron Rodgers has to shut it down for the season, and the Green Bay Packers have to shut it down for the season with Aaron Rodgers. Because Canty at 4-8, and eight, I don't care what mathematics say, they are not going to the postseason, and we know this to be the case. There is no need to further discuss this. Shut him down. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Clark said it this morning on Get Up, and I'm going to echo those same sentiments. It does you no good to allow Aaron Rodgers to go out there and continue to get beat up, right? Uh, no. Your team is not contending at a championship level, and Carlin, if we're being frank, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're four and eight. They're making plans to ship the cars home. Everybody wants to talk about how much they fought in the second half of that game. The Green Bay Packers weren't going to win that game. The Philadelphia Eagles were never threatened in that game. Okay? So let's just pump the brakes here. They didn't get blown out. Congratulations. You still lost the game, and now you've got five remaining on your season, and you got to try to find the most useful way to take advantage of the opportunities that you have in front of your team. And for me, Carlin, that's allowing Jordan Love to go out there and play and getting an answer on how he fits into your quarterback room moving forward. Because Mm. we also got to keep in mind with all of the conversation around Aaron Rodgers and his contract and the dead cap hit and all of that stuff, they have to make a decision on Jordan Love's fifth-year option in the 2023 offseason. That's a huge commitment, Carla. That's a lot of money that we're talking about, a fifth-year option, upwards of $20. They've got to make that decision. You want to give yourself enough of a sample size to know what you got before you decide to exercise or decline Love's fifth-year option. Well, here is Rodgers on the possibility of shutting it down for the year. Best ribs. Um, and it was in the first half and then got kind of re-aggravated in the third quarter. Just having a hard time breathing. And rotating my upper body so i was worried uh, about a punctured lung as well so i want to get that checked out let's say you don't win next week with all the injuries is there a reason to finish the season out yeah i don't really want to take my mind there but as long as as long as we're mathematically alive i'd like to be out there yeah but it doesn't do you any good aaron it doesn't do the packers any good it doesn't do anybody any good. Aaron Rodgers is going to make $50 million next year, and he owes it to the Packers or whoever he's playing for to make sure that he is 100% healthy when next season rolls around. Canty, this is, this is a no-brainer all around. And I know he's got to say that, but honestly, there, there's not much of a discussion to be had here. No, there's no discussion to be had. And if you're the Packers, you take the decision out of his hands. This is not about Aaron Rodgers. You've made decisions the last couple of all seasons that have been dictated by Aaron Rodgers, including creating a situation or a dynamic that allowed Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in all of football, to walk out of the door. So, Carlin, if I'm Green Bay, I try to take back some semblance of control in my franchise, Mm -hmm. and I tell Aaron Rodgers, this is how it's going to be the final five games. If you have a problem with that, 
then we'll address it in the offseason. And that might include moving Aaron Rodgers and dealing with the salary cap ramifications. If they traded Aaron Rodgers before June 1 of next year, you're talking about a $40 million cap hit, Carlin. If they trade him and they give it the post-June 1 designation, you're talking about a $15 million cap hit and them actually saving some money on the 2023 salary cap. So I just think there are a lot more options than that appear on the surface for this Packers organization in terms of how they deal with Aaron Rodgers. Then on the flip side, Mr. Canty, there's the Philadelphia Eagles, and they continue to roll. Jalen Hurts continues to dazzle. But the question does continue to stick around about their defense. When I look at the Packers putting up 30, is there any reason for me to be legitimately concerned outside of what we've talked about at length, which is stopping the run? I don't know, Carlin. Here's the deal. They, they tried to address the run defense by bringing in Linville Joseph and Indomitian Sue, and, and those guys are past their prime. I, I mean, are they good bodies to have in your rotation at D-tackle? Sure, because you can't have Fletcher Cox playing, you know, 65, 70 snaps. No. But at the same time, Carlin, I, I don't know how much of an impact those guys are going to make in terms of this Eagles run defense being shored up. I think the biggest cog that's been missing is Jordan Davis being back in the lineup. So I don't think we'll be able to give a true evaluation of what their run defense will be until he gets back. But, Carlin, all the other areas of this team are rock solid. Their, their running game on offense, Carlin, second to none. They, they run the football like no other. And Chris Collinsworth made the point on the broadcast last night some offensive lines are good at zone blocking. Some are good at gap blocking. Some are good at pass protection. This offensive line can do all three. Yes, they can. That speaks to the versatility that Howie Roseman was able to assemble in that offensive line room. And I, I guess we got to give them credit, too, because I saw it in the pregame show where those guys are coming out with messing around, putting out Christmas Carol <laughs> albums and stuff like that, which was hilarious. But I didn't know Jason Kelsey could sing like that. But anyway, I digress. This is a really good offensive line. I mean, you, you were talking about them running that counter OT play with pulling Lane Johnson. I saw one play when Landon Dickerson just leveled Rasul Douglas when the Eagles were in their four-minute offense. But if this offensive line can control the line of scrimmage like they did last night against the Packers moving forward, Car- Carlin, this is, this is going to be the team that represents the NFC in the Super Bowl, period. Oh, listen, I get it, and there's no reason to think otherwise. I picked them at the beginning of the year. I think your interesting point there about uh, how they assembled this line. I mean, there were there were teams, Chris, with the knee injuries that he had had in college that would not clear Landon Dickerson medically to draft him. And the Eagles went out and took him in the second round. And this guy's tr- turned out to be a tremendous player. He yes. has really been great for them. And then you've got Kelsey, who is just the ageless wonder, um, I'm blown away by what they continue to do. And as far as running for 300, I mean, we knew the Packers couldn't stop the run, but Chris, 300 yards rushing, 300 yards. That shouldn't be possible in the NFL anymore. Carlin, there were only seven teams, seven other teams in the post-merger era or the Super Bowl era that have run for more yards than the Philadelphia Eagles did yesterday. Seven other teams. It's, it's it's unbelievable what they did yesterday. It's 
absolutely absurd. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The Dolphins are now 8-0 when Tua plays a majority of the snaps. Guess who's still not sold on him winning the division? Well, guess who's fat, bald, and has a beard? This guy. Canty and Carlin, next, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I can't do it yet. I can't do it yet. I still can't do it. The guy's been fantastic. There's no getting around that. You know, I'll tell you, it's it's so much easier to be a quarterback in this league when you have all those weapons around you. Canty and Carlin. Uh, Car- Carlin, I got to ask this question. And I know you want to give the Canty and Carlin. I know we're on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I'm, I'm going to get it all out there. But I got to ask you this question. I think it's worth noting. Is Tua as good as the numbers would suggest, or is this just a product of the competition that this guy has faced over the last five weeks? You know what the answer I to don't this know. question is? I, I, I think the answer to the question is yes. Mm. That it's both. I think it's both. No? I, I'm sitting there looking at it, Carlin. Uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills defense was banged up, and it was – in September in Miami, so you know they were fatigued a little bit. The New mm-hmm. England Patriots defense we saw is not what we thought it was on that Thursday night game against the Minnesota Vikings. So, I, I, again, the three games in the beginning of the season, okay. But, Carlin, beating the likes of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears, the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans, stop me when we get to a good defense. Yeah, I can't. Well, I that's can't. my point. So, I, I again, I – I'm not saying that this offense isn't good, and I'm not saying that Tua isn't good, but is he the best quarterback in the NFL? Is he is he oh, the God, the, no. the front runner for the MVP? Oh. I, I can't I can't take it there right now with Tua, and I'm not trying to make it a straw man, but there are people out there saying this because the guy leads the league in QBR and passer rating. They're saying this because he's got 19 touchdowns to only three interceptions, and he leads the league in yards per pass attempt. Like I I, I I hear all of these things, and I want to give credit where credit is due because the guy did throw for 300 yards yesterday, a touchdown and no turnover because we did see this guy come back 
after taking a hellacious hit in that Cincinnati Bengals Thursday night game and still play with that level of fearlessness. So I will give him credit for those things. I will give him credit for operating that offense at an extremely high level. I will even give him credit to the point where I'm ready to call the Miami Dolphins the front runner in the AFC East. But Carlin, I don't know that what we've seen from Tua is not a product of a soft part of the schedule. I don't know that. I mean, of course. Of course. And I I hate to be this guy, but I'm going to be this guy. When I look at the next three weeks, it is a brutal stretch for the Dolphins. It is a brutal stretch. You're on the road at San Francisco, the Chargers, and then Buffalo. You and go that Buffalo and you... game is December 18th. It's yeah. going to be cold as hell in Buffalo. Exactly. <laughs> and, and by the way, wouldn't you think there's a pretty good chance that game gets flexed? I oh, would yeah. think so. Oh, yeah. I oh, would yeah. think so. And if you're playing that game at night in Buffalo, look out, Jack. So here's all I'm saying. Chris, hmm. if he plays well against San Francisco – and he plays well in Buffalo, I will shut up. All, all of what's gone on so far, I give the guy credit. He has been very, very good. And I can't ignore what the statistics are when it comes to winning when he is on the field. But if you're the best quarterback in the league, let, let's put it this way. If you switched to a tongue of Iloa, And Patrick Mahomes, would the Chiefs be where they are right now? No. I don't think so. Not even close. No. No. So this is when when people get wrapped up, when Tuanon gets wrapped up in how great this guy is, you have to be, and I know it's a hypothetical, but let's be truthful. That's a hypothetical that you can really grasp. And if you're being honest with yourself, you know the answer to that question. And there are a few guys. If if Tua was in Green Bay this year, as opposed to Aaron Rodgers, would the Packers be a playoff team? Would the Packers be a 500 team? No. No, they would not. This is my point when it comes to Tua. So, just to be blunt, show me games. Two of them coming up. Big one this week. I'd love to see him play well in San Francisco. Well, when I say I'd love to, it really means I wouldn't, but I'm just saying it for effect. What I want to see is Tua just get absolutely hammered by the 49ers defense because that's what a great defense looks like. If he goes out there and plays exceptionally well, I'm going to have to shut up. I'm going to have to shut up. This is the ultimate show-me game for Tua. Yeah, I I mean, that's that's what we want to see, right? Him play this way against the 49ers defense, which is the best defense in all of football, and over the last four-game stretch has been absolutely dominant. Not to mention, Carlin, this is an opportunity for him to go up against a Mike McDaniel, uh, I guess, uh, this is a chance for him to go up against Kyle Shanahan and D'Amico Ryans, and remember, Mike McDaniel came from that 49ers coaching tree, so that offense is, is something that they're very familiar with in San Francisco, so if he can go out there and play well under these circumstances on the road, then, yeah, we got to give credit where credit is due. We can't keep moving the goalposts when it comes to Tua's success. And I think this win, if he's able to pull it off in Week 13, 
goes a long ways to legitimizing him as one of the top quarterbacks in the National Football League and a top three MVP candidate. Just ask it like this. If you put Tua in a situation of a good team with their current quarterback or even a, a team that's not having a great year with their current quarterback who's somebody that we've respected for a long time, are any of them better? Are, are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers better if Tua is there? No, absolutely no, not. No, I mean, Tua, listen, having Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill makes a difference, right? Yeah. It's the fastest receiving duo in the National Football League. So that matters. Context uh, matters in all of these conversations. But a uh, part of the reason why the Miami Dolphins were able to go out there and make that trade for Tyreek Hill is because Tua's on a rookie contract, mm-hmm. and this is the time to do it. So he's taking full advantage of the situation that's out in front of him, not to mention the organization giving him an offensive-minded coach. Um, setting aside how we feel about how they handled the Brian Flores thing, I thought the coach that they brought in was a good fit for Tua, and this would give us answers as to whether or not he's a legitimate quarterback in the NFL. Well, we got that answer, Carlin. He's a legitimate quarterback yes. in the NFL. Now, yes, how he good is he? We don't know. All I'm simply saying is, I don't know that he's as good as what the numbers say he is. And we'll find out more information over the next three weeks about exactly what this dude is and what he's made of. I'll give you an example. Could the Jets be 8-3 and three or even 9-2 and two if Tua was their quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they could. But would the Buffalo Bills be better or worse if Tua was their quarterback? They'd oh, probably be on, a little man. bit worse. Yeah, Tua's not, Baltimore, as Josh, Baltimore Tua's not Ravens, as good as Josh Allen. Thing. He's not. No, so this is for the two and on folks who get all wrapped up in this. Enjoy what you have. Don't worry about everybody else, what they're saying. Enjoy what you have and let him continue to prove dopes like me wrong. This week, though, you're going to have a tough week. I'm sorry. Wow. Well, Carla, here's what I'll say. The offense for the Miami Dolphins before Sunday hadn't punted since November 6th. Think about that now. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they punted yesterday, but before that, they hadn't punted the football since November 6th. Okay, the one thing I would want to know and it, it probably isn't very much, but how many times they turn it over? You know, I mean, oh, we here can, we go. Here we go. Here we I go. Mean, All I right, mean, I'm just trying to keep here it we real. Go. Here just we go. Just trying to keep it real. Here we go. Just trying to keep they it score, real. They score a lot of points, Carla. Just, they do. They score know. a lot of points. They score sco- a lot they of scored, points. They scored north of 30 points in each of their last four games. Yep. And those four games were against the Texans, the Browns, the Bears, and the Lions. The oh Lions who were oh on my. a... Huh? I said, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> and they scored 16 points against Pittsburgh without mm. T.J. Watt. Mm. Without. So, let's not get ahead of ourselves yet. Okay. All I'm saying is, tough week in the Bay Area. Tough week. Are you ready now, to call him the favorite in the AFC East? No. Wow. Okay. I'm still on the Bills for that one. I'm still I, on the I'm Bills. Gi- I'm giving them that. I'm giving I, the Dolphins the favorite in the AFC East. I'm but I will tell you this. Tua, to me, in a lot of ways, has had the most impressive season overall considering what he had to deal with with the concussion and everything going on around that. Can I, I ask thought, you last question? I know we got to get to break. Last mm, question. Mm. If they play it on a neutral field, the Dolphins against the Jets with Mike White as the quarterback, who you got? Oh, I mean, I still have to take the, the Dolphins. 
Okay, I, I would right. absolutely. I, just, still I, I, take I wasn't that. sure how I wasn't sure how deep the hate for Tua ran with you. No, so I had to put that out there. No, I would take the Dolphins. See, I'm reasonable. I'm very you're, you're reasonable. Grow, you're, 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 you're showing growth. <laughs> you think I'm wrong about this week? I don't think so. I think we'll you see, know that's why I'm they right. play the games. That's why they play the games. <sighs> Did one team completely change their trajectory and save their coach's job with a win yesterday? We answer that question in just moments. But what your small business needs right now is a hiring partner. Indeed's all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. The moment you sponsor a job post, you'll get instantly matched with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can flag applications that don't meet your must uh, don't meet your must have requirements you will not pay for them they'll be replaced for free with another candidate on indeed make the hiring process work for you log in get started today at indeed.com/credit tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music included with your prime membership amazon music offers the most ad free top podcasts enjoy shows like first take part of the interruption and the low post available ad free and uninterrupted to start listening download the amazon music app or go to amazon.com slash espn pods that's amazon.com slash espn pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It was mean as kind of day yesterday. Got two guys going for two to win the game. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance on your smart speaker as well, we welcome in the great Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst. Wow, it was uh, Brandon Staley going for two. It was Doug Peterson going for two. I have to admit, you're the first person I thought of because you had to be loving that. Because I'm so aggressive, right? That's why. (laughs) And (laughs) analytics, that too, exactly. Yeah. Listen, what was your I take when you when coaches. both of those in the both of those instances? Yeah, you know, you already know. I love it. Um, <laughs> and the truth is, and, and let's be clear here, we don't even know if these were analytically driven decisions. To be honest, um, those types of situations are not actually uh, ones where it's a very clear go or you know go for two because of the score situation. You're going for two because you want to win the game and you think it's your best shot to win. And that boils down to a number of things: um, who's on the field whether you got the play call, whether you have faith in your defense, if they're forced to make another stop. I thought both those coaches made the right decisions in that, in that moment. I, the only reason I, I think analytics tends to get brought up a lot when it doesn't work. And in, in those cases, I would say the exact same thing I said. It might not be an analytical decision. Yeah. But I, I just love coaches putting faith in their quarterbacks, uh, both of whom I thought were playing 
extremely, extremely good in the fourth quarters of those games, and obviously it worked out for Blitzen. It's exactly what I was thinking about in the moment is that if it didn't work, we'd be destroying them. (laughs) Of course. Always. Always. Mina, when we zoom into that Chargers-Cardinals game, the team on the losing side of it, you talked about having faith in your players and your quarterback. It's clear that the quarterback for the Cardinals doesn't have faith in the head coach because he questioned the scheme in his post-game press conference, and he did it in a a lot less tactful manner than I'm suggesting right now in this question. But (laughs) I guess my, my big question to you is, it feels like there's growing friction between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Do you think that this head coach quarterback relationship can continue to exist moving forward? Well, I mean, I'll I'll go back it up further. I was shocked they extended Cliff Kingsbury uh, after the way last season ended. The fact that he hasn't had a ton of success, you know, both levels, frankly. And, and I've been critical of the offensive play calling for a while in Arizona. So strictly from a football perspective, I would have moved in a different direction way before uh, what they did this season in terms of getting him the extension. And that, that, that's not to say, you know, Kyler's in the right to call him out you know, or anything like that. Um, but just from a strictly football perspective, I think Arizona, it's in their best interest to move on. Because as you guys know, you're not moving on from the quarterback. And I don't think they have to. I, I, you know, I, I, obviously, Kyler's had up and down season, a lot of injuries. But you saw the tools on display yesterday. I think with a new scheme, um, one that perhaps is a little bit more indicative of the modern NFL, you could see that offense bounce back. But they, they do have to make a change, in my opinion. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. You can follow her on Twitter at Mina Kimes. Uh, Tua, we were just discussing this, and listen, admittedly, we have both been critical of that entire situation and of Tua in Miami, but you can't argue with what the results have been. What is the true way, though, to evaluate the level of quarterback that he is when we see him doing this with these incredible weapons? Well, we are about to find out because they get to play the San Francisco 40. I mean, the thing about Miami is, like, the last few weeks, they've been playing really well, but they have not been playing good defenses, as you guys know, and, and obviously the Texans being the latest victim. Um, the stretch gets a lot tougher from here. You've got – I don't have it in front of me, but obviously you got the Niners this week. I think in some order the Bills, Chargers defense, which has, you know, had some ups and downs, but is very talented – um, and I think the Eagles are also lying ahead. So we're really going to see defenses, I think, um, actually put Tua in a position where he has to make a play. And maybe, you know, he's seeing different looks and coverage than he's used to and having improvised a little bit, uh, which isn't to say that he's not playing at an extraordinarily high level. I think in that structure of that offense, it, it seems like a perfect fit between the play caller, the skill players, and the quarterback who's so good at throwing over the middle of the field making those anticipatory throws. But he's about to be tested in a way that I think will answer a lot of the questions for those who still have them, and I, for one, cannot wait to watch. Talking with ESPN NFL analyst Mina Kimes on Canty and Carla. And Mina, last no, it one wasn't, for that me. Wasn't for- if it wasn't obvious already, it became more obvious to ownership in Denver that they're probably going to have to move off of Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. So spinning this thing forward to the 2023 offseason, has Russell Wilson devolved to the point where it makes the Broncos' job less attractive? Way to phrase it, because they're not moving on from Russ. Uh, just financially, well, there's a couple reasons. Financially, it, it, you just can't do it. Um, sure. But also, you know, I think there's a reason to believe he's not as bad as he's been. 
and that okay. perhaps a change at play caller and maybe some help on the offensive line would improve his play. But that's a bet, right? I mean, you're you're leaning on a coach who's willing to take that on because at this point it is a project. It is not one of the cushier coaching jobs in the league, and it definitely is a challenging one. Being the last one, we saw the Bryant Robinson uh, giant hat yesterday. Did you actually <laughs> just say to Dan Orlowski, maybe we could fit that over your ears? Dan, Dan makes fun of his ears more than anyone else does, but... <laughs> Yeah, I would like to see it. I will say that. I would like to see it. And it, it would keep them warm. You know, they always look so cold. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mina. Appreciate it. Talk next week. Bye, guys. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst. That's rough. That's rough. But I got a major problem with that big hat company, the big hat that Brian Robinson was wearing yesterday. We'll get to that. I don't in a know bit. why you're hating on the big hat company, man. Well, because the big hat company ain't taking care of the guys with the big heads. That's all I'm saying. How yes. is it that I can I, I want to get a giant hat, but I can't get it in a size that's above seven and five eighths? What? Yeah, a lot of fabric. It's a lot of fabric. It is a lot of fabric. <laughs> Wait until you hear what Russell Wilson said about his sideline exchange with a defensive teammate, and a quarterback who may have just earned another shot to be a starter. It's all next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? We always love to hear from all of the important people from Sunday and how impactful they have been in the NFL. We always enjoy that. It's Casey yeah. Carlin on ESPN Radio. Do we not? Oh, of course we do, Carlin. Yes. So we, we want to hear. We want to hear from them. We we want to hear the voices that make our NFL Sundays. So let's not waste any time and get right to a little. They said what? They said what? what? I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't. I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. They said what? It will never get old. It will it, never get old. Doesn't. You know that it billion, won't. That billionaire math, Carlin. I just hope one day I get to the point where I can understand how Jerry Jones does math. Uh, listen, I don't think I'll get there, but I hope I get there so I can say that one plus one equals three. Whatever the math in his bank account says is fine by me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That matters. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, Jacoby Brissett, after that big, big win over the Bucks, made sure to not be disrespectful. Well, I mean, it's in no disrespect. Uh, but in the words of Tom Brady, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Listen, good for Jacoby Brissett. Because he was in a no-win situation all year long. And we know that Deshaun Watson is back this coming year. Chris, is Jacoby Brissett somebody that can start for NFL teams and, and NFL teams can win next year? 
Carlin, why can't he start for NFL teams? He's got the seventh best QBR through week 12. So I know QBR isn't everything, but the guy has shown that he can operate the offense and he can keep a team competitive. Now, he's not necessarily going to play winning football in terms of being a force multiplier, but I don't think a team that acquires Jacoby Brissett has any illusions on what he is. He ain't a franchise quarterback, but he can be a good bridge to your franchise quarterback, and I think that's the value in what he brings to the table if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm not in a hurry to show for Because even though I got Deshaun Watson, with the style of play that Kevin Stefanski is going to implement, it might serve you to have a capable backup like Jacoby Brissett. But can you afford him? You're going to be able to afford him after this year? We'll see what happens, Carlin. We'll see. Okay. Okay. We'll see. And then there's our guy, Russ. Oh, my Lord. You talk about a bad year. Yesterday... The defensive lineman Mike Purcell was getting on him on his way off the field, started yelling at Russ. So, uh, Russ, what was that whole little exchange about? Oh, Mike and I are on the same page. You know, we, he, um, he came off uh, you know, after they, I think they kicked the field goal, and he, he, was, he was pissed off. He was just said, we got we to gotta F and go, you know. And uh, I, I agree, <laughs> you know. So, me and him on the same page, we, you know, we're, there's no, uh, there's no uh, animosity there at all. We, we're on the same page. We, we, we got to win. You know, we got to come out here and have some uh, some some grit to us, some mentality to us. We got to be able to win these, you know, these these, these football games. And um, you know, so those guys are out there battling every play. You know, in offense, we got to be able to capitalize. And so, um, so yeah, no, there, there's nothing there at all. I mean, me, me and him, there's, there was no uh, no nothing there. Purcell, for his part, said they're all good and they both want the same thing, and that's to win. But Canty, I'm about to give you the worst stat of the NFL season. Are you ready? Give it to me. Yep. Russell Wilson has eight touchdown passes this year. Mm. Carson Wentz has ten touchdown passes this year. Carson Wentz has not played since week six. Russ. Russ, 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 Russ. I don't care about Nathaniel Hackett. It's on Russ. Carlin, I can give you an even worse stat. How, oh, I didn't <laughs> think that's possible. Go. Well, 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 well here, here's the thing. League average, Carlin, for points per game is 20. Mm. Okay? 20 points per game is league average. Mm. That is a ho-hum offense. That is the average in the NFL. 20 points a game. It's not a lot of points, right, Carlin? No. No. One would say it's not, not, a, not a great deal of points, right? Mm-mm. 20 points a game, it's Feels average. Okay. It's, it's average, right? It's, it's it, it feels average. like the average. It feels like the Bears before Justin Fields at their absolute peak. Yeah, that's what it feels. Okay, like. so so if if the Denver Broncos average twenty points a game, the Denver Broncos would have five more wins on their schedule. Five. So, Carlin, the Denver Broncos, if they averaged twenty points a game, would be eight and three instead of three and eight. That's it. They're averaging fourteen points a game now. If they averaged twenty points a game, Carlin, they would have five more wins on the season. That's why Mike Purcell came to the sideline and was thirty-eight hot. And if you don't know what that means, that's extremely pissed off. That's why he was thirty-eight hot at Russell Wilson. 
Mike Purcell and Russell Wilson are not on the same page. They're not. The defense is building up a lot of animosity toward an offense that is absolutely atrocious, and rightfully so. It's disgusting knowing that Russell Wilson is getting paid that much money for an offense, for a unit that's underachieving the way that they are. Chris, if they were the New Orleans Saints, they'd be 8-3. and three. <laughs> The New Orleans Saints average 20.8 points per game. Think about that. Think about that. Wow. Canty, exactly how long is it going to be before Nathaniel Hackett is put out of his misery at this point? I mean, it, it, it's got to be a before the season ends thing, doesn't it? Or is it a yeah, you know, it, Monday I, after I mean, the season ends? I mean, you get a jump on it, Carlin. You, you fire him, you know, week 17, um, you know, or week 16, week 17, and so you can start the process of lining up your candidates. But I, I question how attractive this job is going to be because no matter who the next head coach is, they're going to have to make it work with Russell Wilson. And I have serious doubts that you can make it work with Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll is an accomplished head coach, and it had gotten to the point where that relationship ran its course. If you're a coach that's taking this job, chances are you probably haven't been a head coach in the National Football League. And so do you want to stake your career and your first opportunity as being a head coach on whether or not Russell Wilson can still play? That would be a very uncomfortable position to be in. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.